Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. We're broadcasting to you live today from the Herbert W. Armstrong College campus here in Edmond, Oklahoma. These are definitely some chaotic times in America. So much is going on with this election right now that we've been discussing, of course, the last couple of weeks. Really, some things have happened that at least I personally couldn't have imagined taking place. It really is like overnight we've turned into Venezuela as far as our national elections are concerned. And I think that's an interesting point because the socialists who are part of the radical left say that their brand of socialism will somehow be the Scandinavian brand. Now, technically, Scandinavia doesn't strictly run by socialism anyway. But the same people who say they want to model themselves after Scandinavia are model modeling our elections after Venezuela. So how can we believe that if they take power, we'll ever have another legitimate election again, or that we wouldn't literally go into an economic model that would totally destroy the country? This has all really taken place over the last decade plus. America has been conditioned for this chaotic moment. The radicals are out in full force now. They're out in the open. They have been emboldened by the last president. And now they are in this communist stage of causing the country to collapse upon itself. Now, wouldn't it make sense to you that God might have something to say about what is happening in the most powerful nation on earth? You know that your Bible gets specific. It talks about specific personalities and nations. And it would only make sense. It would only be common sense that God would be involved in what is happening in America. Philadelphia Church of God Pastor General Gerald Flurry wrote in his booklet, Make or, or Great Again, in the introduction, which is titled Make America Great Again, question mark, uh, about, how, about how this is really a turning point for the entire country. And he said, Surely you are deeply alarmed by the state of America today. Yes, if you love the founding of America, the biblical principles that built this nation, then you will be deeply alarmed by what is happening. And by the way, this booklet is available for free at thetrumpet.com. Great again. And here Mr. Flurry writes, There is a spiritual dimension to America's decline that most people do not see. The crisis facing this nation is not because of a bad president, 
The cause is far deeper, but most people are unwilling to face it. I thought it would be important to look at this today, this, this idea that the fault for America's coming collapse cannot be fully placed on any individual or any group of individuals. It's not the fault of President Trump or former President Obama or the radical left or the evangelicals. There is a real unseen sickness devouring America today. At least most people do not see it. Most people cannot identify the cause of all this. But notice Revelation 12, verse 12. This is a terrifying end-time prophecy. Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for, for the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has but a short time. You see, Satan the devil is here. He is on this earth among us. Just like you and I are on this earth, so is the devil. And he is the real cause of America's decline and coming collapse. Now, it can be easy to get caught up in the partisan bickering and the, the, the nonsense that we see in the news all the time, but we have to really get back to the source of all this. We have to understand who is attacking this nation. Now, of course, like I talked about last week, like you've been hearing on this radio station in general for a while Satan does use specific people and specific groups to try to undermine the country, but it does get back to him. He is the one who, deserve, who deserves the blame most of all. Mr. Flurry also writes here in this introduction, the Bible also prophesies that America's blessings would be removed in our day. America's problems are spiritual. And solving them requires spiritual solutions. Now, you're probably familiar with the Philadelphia Trumpet News Magazine or the Trumpet.com and all the things that we have talked about regarding Mr. Obama, Mr. Trump, and how the Bible has a lot to say about these men, actually. Very different things to say about both of these men. But ultimately, neither one of them is following God. Ultimately, neither one of them, and also nobody else, is going to make America great again. At least not permanently. But let's just take a moment to consider some of the things that have been accomplished during Mr. Donald Trump's presidency up to this point. I'm just going to look at some of the things that took place during his first two months, less than two months in office. 
Now, regardless of your political beliefs, this is a rather impressive list. The very day that he was inaugurated, January 20th, 2017, he pledged to minimize the economic burden of Obamacare. So the very day he was sworn into office, he went right to work. Obamacare, which really cost the middle class hundreds of dollars every month, at least. And that was to avoid participating in this socialized health care program. Mr. Trump got rid of that monthly penalty or that monthly payment to avoid being involved in Obamacare. That happened the very day he was sworn into office. And he very soon after that did get rid of it. It saved me a lot of money, probably you a lot of money too. But like I said last week, America still has been conditioned to think that they are owed health care and that everyone else should pay for it for them. That is, frankly, an un-American point of view. Moving on to Mr. Trump's accomplishments. On January 23rd, 2017, he withdrew from the U.S. job-killing Trans-Pacific Partnership. Now, this is all from a website appropriately named promiseskept.com. Now, certainly so many politicians have made outlandish promises on the campaign trail that they never even intended to try to uphold once they were elected. But here's just this list from the first month and a third of Mr. Trump being in office. And you can go to promiseskept.com and and look at all of them. Hundreds and hundreds of things that he has gotten done. January 24th, he signed an executive order to expedite environmental reviews and approvals for high-priority infrastructure projects. He opened and approved the Keystone XL and Dakota Access pipelines on the same day. He mandated that future pipeline work be done by American workers with American-made steel. He signed an executive order for border security and immigration enforcement improvements. He signed an executive order on the very next day, expanding the deportation of criminal illegal aliens. You see, American prosperity... American security and safety being prioritized within days after Mr. Trump took office. These are objectively good things being done on behalf of America for a president God put in that position. He signed an executive order to prioritize rebuilding the U.S. military on January 27, 2017. He implemented tough new lobbying standards, so a five-year ban on lobbying and a lifetime ban on lobbying for foreign countries. This coming from the president who has been constantly smeared for four years as having foreign entanglements, as being compromised by Russia, yet he won't let anyone in government take money 
from a foreign nation ever, ever again. He banned it forever. Why would he do that if he's so compromised by Russia? January 28th, he developed a plan to defeat ISIS, and perhaps you've noticed that ISIS really isn't around anymore like it used to be, like it flourished and grew during the last administration. He gave priority to Christians seeking refuge in the U.S. from radical Islamic terrorist groups. Christians had it by far the worst in the Middle East. They were the ones being targeted the most. And so they, of course, should have received top priority the entire time. And yet the Obama administration did not view it that way. Here's a big one. January 30th, he mandated that for every new regulation, two regulations must be revoked. January 30th, 2017. You see, now we're 10 days into the Trump presidency and already a pile of good things, a pile of results have poured in. He nominated Neil Gorsuch for the U.S. Supreme Court on January 31st. And of course, he now serves on the U.S. Supreme Court, along with Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett, also appointed by Mr. Trump. The list goes on and on. Uh, he, he reviewed harmful financial regulations that hurt consumers and small businesses. You see, lifting regulations, stopping the restriction of business owners, people who are producing for society, not making it so burdensome and difficult for them to advance their business. They sanctioned Iran very hard on February 3rd, 2017. He saved $700 million in F-35 fighter jet negotiations on February 7th. He had an executive order on enforcing federal law with respect to transnational criminal organizations and international trafficking on February 9th. He had another executive order on February 9th preventing violence against federal, state, tribal, and local law enforcement officers. An executive order on a task force for crime reduction and public safety. See, look at all this. Just, just step back. Just suspend your personal feelings about the way the president says things or what he puts out on social media or how combative he might be with his enemies, and just look at the results. Isn't it incredible that right when America was on the brink of destruction, right when it had been weakened beyond total repair by the Obama administration, that another president comes in who from day one starts to restore America and lead this resurgence? He signed multiple executive orders to strengthen support for law enforcement on February 9th. He's launching state-funded media outlets in the Russian language to counter Russian propaganda against the U.S. Wow, here's some more anti-Russia stuff that he's doing, and yet he's supposedly a Russian agent. 
he actually hired 15,000 new immigration enforcement agents on February 22nd, including 5,000 additional border patrol agents. February 22nd, 2017. And he revoked the order that would allow gender-confused males to, ex- to access girls' restrooms and locker rooms that same day. So, a return to social sanity as he is strengthening the nation on the international stage. As he is strengthening law enforcement to provide for our safety. He's cracking down on sanctuary cities that harbor illegal immigrants. He cut funding from them on February 24th, 2017. He proposed a massive $54 billion budget increase to the Pentagon. Again, national security and defense on February 27th, 2017. And uh, finally, one or two more here. He declared that the administration would not fill unnecessary government positions. That was on February 28th, 2017. The government's too big. It's millions of employees too big at this point. And so at the very least, Mr. Trump decided not to keep on inflating the government by appointing people to meaningless jobs. So that is quite a first, basically 38 days, 39 days in office for Mr. Trump. That is an irrefutably strong list of accomplishments. And it's all because God wanted to save this nation temporarily from the radical left. Your Bible talks all about it. 2 Kings 14, Amos 7. No matter what people try to do to attack him, isn't it amazing that he has gotten so much done? Again, that was about 38, 39 days of achievements. How could he possibly get all of that done without spiritual help the attacks that he has faced the spying on his campaign the spying on his presidency the impeachment hoax now they're going to the point of blatantly transparently trying to steal an election from him and yet here he is four years later stronger than ever still pushing forward You see, we have to see beyond the human beings to the forces behind the scenes. Like Revelation 12 says, Satan is here. He is attacking this country. But God is on the other side of it, temporarily stopping America from being overwhelmed. However, the good news is temporary. It does not go on forever. This resurgence won't go on forever, although certainly the Bible indicates that it will at least last for part of another presidential term. But ultimately, notice this, Ezekiel 5, verse 8, Therefore thus says the Lord God, Behold, I, even I, am against you, and will execute judgments in the midst of you in the sight of the nations. So God right now is 
restraining Satan's attack on America. But ultimately, he too is against America because of America's sins. This is a nation with a system that the founders set up where only a moral people could keep the system operating and functioning the way it's supposed to. This system, the founders knew, would collapse if national morality collapsed. Is America more moral today than it was in the late 1700s? Really? Is human nature just a sparkling example that it was not back then? Are we somehow so much better and more righteous than those Bible-focused founders? Here in chapter 2 of Great Again, which is titled America's Real Enemy, Mr. Flurry wrote that if we don't see Satan behind the attack on America, we end up becoming his victims. And he also said the radical left is not our big problem. Ultimately, this isn't about a man or an administration. It's about an evil spirit being who is working to destroy this nation and about why God is allowing it to happen. God is not blessing America. He is cursing America. Yes, he is. And the last presidential administration was a big way that America was being cursed. However, even though things look a little bit better after the last four years, after all these achievements from the current president, America still is being cursed. We're far more divided than we ever were. I mean, think about it. Once Mr. Trump is reelected, once this fraud is exposed, do you think there's going to be more peace on our streets? Or do you think the left will riot? It's still going to end up being a curse. The only thing is, God is delaying our collapse for a very specific reason. Amos 7 talks about God measuring the nation and how he's not going to pass by them anymore. This is just the, the final time, the final warning that our nation gets to receive. But what an incredible warning it is. Who else in the world is absolutely guaranteeing that Mr. Trump is going to win this election? You can find that at thetrumpet.com. Mr. Flurry wrote an article titled, Donald Trump is going to win this election. Read that article. There's no caveats in there. Who else is saying dogmatically like that, Mr. Trump is going to win? It's not, well, if the fraud is exposed or if the courts do the right thing or if the electors do the right thing. It's just a bold blanket statement. And it's because that statement aligns with Bible prophecy. There has to be a little bit 
little bit more time for God's work to warn the world of the destruction that is coming and then to give hope about what comes after that. In the last chapter of Great Again, titled Incredible Hope in Your End, Mr. Flurry wrote, These are dark days for America. And if you understand the prophecies of the Bible, you know that they are about to get a lot darker. But it is crucial that we see the bad news in the larger context. God is allowing these crises because such punishment is necessary before he can really begin to bless our people as he deeply desires and fully intends to do. See, that's the thing we have to realize about correction. It's so good for us, yet so often we will do whatever we can to avoid it. For good reason. Correction is painful. And certainly the world would do well to try to avoid the the correction that is coming on them. But it is good for them, and God is measuring it out. He's not going to punish anyone any more than is necessary. It's just that the vast majority of people just will not learn from their mistakes until they're forced to learn. That's the sad reality of it. But here's the hope. Jeremiah 31, verses 16 and 17. Thus says the Lord, Refrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for your work shall be rewarded, says the Lord. And they shall come again from the land of the enemy, and there is hope. In your end, says the Lord, that your children shall come again to their own border. You see, there is hope, even after America's collapse. Yes, one day America really will be made great again, and so will the entire world. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.